This episode is brought to you by R1RCM, a leading provider of technology-driven solutions that transform the financial performance of hospitals, health systems, and medical groups. R1 delivers proven, scalable operating models that power sustainable improvements to net patient revenue while reducing operating costs. To learn how you can build a future-ready revenue cycle today, visit us at www.r1rcm.com beckers. Hello and welcome to the Becker's Hospital Review podcast. My name is Will Riley from R1RCM. With me today is Ralph Yates. Ralph is the Chief Medical Officer with Salem Health. Ralph, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to be here. Ralph, let's start by learning a little bit more about you and your background and a little bit more about Salem Health, please. First, Salem Health. We are an independent system in central Willamette Valley in Oregon. We serve a catchment area of 500,000 patients. The, our main hospital, we have two hospitals, is 644 beds. And our medical staff is just under 900. I've been in clinical practice for 44 years by training and certification. I'm a family physician. I still practice one day a week. Wonderful. I'd like to talk to you mostly today about change, change in the healthcare system, change in the healthcare environment. Can you help set the scene for how healthcare has changed for Salem Health in the last few years, maybe during the pandemic and then perhaps more post-pandemic? Sure. sure. It's really hard to reflect, isn't it, where we were four years ago? Our, our hospital is the largest in the state. We were the epicenter for COVID, two to one over any other hospital in the state. It was every day change as as all of our colleagues around the country we can all name the variants right delta omicron and now the subvariants and we lived through those the salem for many of us and i was guilty of this i was was prone to say when this all settles down we'll get back to normal no, this is the new normal right now. And where we are is where we're going to be going forward. Early in the pandemic, I made the mistake of saying to my colleagues when I was rounding every day, it'll be fine. We'll get through this because I've, I've been doing this for over four decades. But I realized I didn't have a right to say that to people. And rather, what I said, and I still say it, is that we'll get through this together. And we are. We're figuring it out every day. So what we're doing today is different than what we were doing yesterday. And and it's going to be different tomorrow. I can give you some examples if you like. Yeah. When I round in one of our uh, adult units in, in our hospital, we have 12 of them. I'm I'm constantly introducing myself to the nursing staff. They're all two and three year grads. The 20 and 30 year old RNs that were there at the start of the pandemic are largely gone. Some are still there, but they've either moved out into 
uh, non-acute care, dialysis, office-based nursing, or they've left the profession entirely, which means the the level of support that we need to give our, our nursing colleagues is even greater. If you can imagine a, a two or three year grad working in the ICU or in oncology, they're remarkable people and they're doing a remarkable job, but it's a whole change in our nursing workforce. My concern is we are gonna see the same thing in medical physician workforce. And I, I hope that doesn't happen. I work every day to support people, encouraging them to continue doing what they're doing because we need their experience. We need their wisdom. Presumably as well, along with building those skills, that experience, there's also an aspect of creating a cohesive health system provider organization from a cultural perspective as well. How right. do you unify and bring all of those different minds and talents yeah. together? Yeah. Culture is my number one responsibility that I feel every day. What I tell people is that culture is built on trust and trust is something you re-earn every day. You have to go out and re-earn it. But the important thing is you have to go out and re-earn it. So that means being out where the work is being done, being out with your colleagues, spending time with them, watching, listening to what they're, they're experiencing, and then asking them the simple question, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. Most of the time people will say, no, I'm fine. But often, often they have requests and they're easy to fill in most cases and it helps cement the relationship. But culture is built on trust. People have to trust their leadership. Yeah. And how do you think about trying to extend that trust across the whole healthcare organization on both the medical side and the administrative side? Because presumably you want everybody working together around a common mission. Well, I, I think in, in our institution, we're a lean institution. The, the term is you go to the Gemba. Leadership is visible and it's out where the work is being done. And it's there every day. It's very easy for us to get stuck in virtual meetings mm -hmm. and, and to say, wow, that was a really busy day. I was in meetings all day long, but it's not where the real work is being done. I think that the staff need to see us and they need they need to see us interacting with them and and asking them how are you doing and and it that is not a greeting it's a question and the people that i interact with every day know that when i ask them that i i'm actually asking a question mm -hmm. and how do I'm interested in how they respond and I'm interested in um, how much the changing patient environment contributes to their response as well, because we know that patients have changed over the last couple of years, bringing different expectations, different we, challenges. We, we saw things change the last two years of the pandemic. And I believe that it is one of the primary reasons why 
so much of our nursing staff left or turned over. Patients came into the hospital with lists of things they wanted and expected. There were perceptions in terms of healthcare and what we were providing or not providing them from their perspective. And it's gotten better, but when people ask me how big a change has there been, I simply ask them to look at our lobbies in our in our main complex, which is four large towers connected by sky bridges. We have armed security screening people to get into our into our main facility and our twenty two outpatient clinics patients are wanted and and inspected before their their visits. I talk to security every day to find out how they're doing. And they tell me they are continuing to disarm people every day. Usually, usually knives, sometimes guns. Mm. It is, it's remarkable to reflect on many of the difficult conversations we were having with patients during the pandemic about things like masking and vac vaccinations and to realize that quite possibly they were armed or the people in the room with them were armed. Our level of comfort in the clinic where I work has profoundly improved since the advent of security. It's unfortunate to say that, but it's reality and it's the new reality. And I don't think it's going away. How does it, I mean, it must make the work of building a cohesive culture with a lot of new staff members very challenging. Well, it, it's a statement to them that we care. Mm, I see. I, I was out for two months with a total knee replacement, too many marathons, Ironman, stuff like that. And when I came back, my first clinical day was eight weeks. And I walked around to greet the staff to just say, hi, I'm back. And I went to the supervisor's office in the clinic, it's a good sized clinic. And I said, tell me what, what's changed here? It feels profoundly different. And before she could answer me, I looked off to my left down the hall and I saw the security guard sitting at the front desk. I pointed at him and said, how long has he been there? She said, two weeks. Yeah, it's a statement to our right. staff that right. we support them. Right. You mentioned the word uh, lean, or you mentioned that Salem is a, a lean organization. Yes. Can you tell me a little bit more about what that means? So lean is a way of doing your work. Many people think it's about manufacturing widgets or uh, customization, but it's how you do your work. And at its basis, lean is a respect for people. We respectful people means you don't waste their time. You start meetings on time, you end on time and, and you respect them in the most fundamental sense that you can. We, we've been on our lean journey for 13 years. The original leadership team went to Japan and spent two weeks there. We have a full-time lean sensei on staff who whom I, I work with every day. He's wonderful. And he's there to work with the team to improve, to eliminate waste, 
and to make us more effective. And from a financial standpoint, it's allowed us to get through the pandemic and and now post-pandemic. Can you share some of the practical examples of the work that you've done over the last 13 years? Sure. So Lean, Lean talks about four-step problem solving, and that's how you approach individual problems. It could be something as simple as how your drawer is arranged at a nursing station. We have hundreds of four-step problem solvings going on, four SPS as they're called, going on every day within the institution. And cumulatively, those save time, they make us more efficient, they make our delivery of care better for our patients, and they also make us more economically sound. Right. Are you continuing on that journey? Yes. In fact, we've been doing it for so long that there, there's been active conversation about changing the name from Lean to something else, but we're not sure what that <laughs> is. So we, we get a lot of visits from other health systems around the country to see what we're doing, but it's it's a full-on commitment so that we're all working the same way every day. Got it. Ralph, our time is up. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your perspectives today. Appreciate it. Thank it's a pleasure. you.